Reading and writing are doomed. Literacy as we know it, it's over. Welcome to the post-literate future. This is Beyond Literacy Radio. Beyond Literacy Radio explores the possibility of a post-literate future where reading and writing have been replaced or displaced by something more profound and advantageous. Beyond Literacy Radio, exploring a post-literate future. My first memory. My first memory. My first memory. My first memory is being in a helicopter with my family at a fall fair when I was about two. My first memory is my grandmother chasing me around in her house trying to get me to put my pants on. My first memory is of my sister being born and bringing my mom licorice at the hospital. My first memory is of rolling under the coffee table trying to drink some of my dad's beer. My first memory is of me driving in a car with my mother and I inadvertently opened the passenger door and I saw the gravel rushing past. My mother grabbed me and pulled me back in the nick of time. My first memory is of me almost bleeding to death after my tonsil operation. My first memory is of me smashing my fist into my first birthday cake. I don't have one. I can't remember. But what if you could remember? Everything. I bet you think memory is so important. That's why you back up your computer on the cloud. And that's why your mother has all those photo albums. But it's not. It's not memory that's important. It's the forgetting. And that's what this podcast aims to explore. The importance of forgetting. Get ready to have your minds blown. What if you could remember everything? Not just the important things, but everything. Everything you read, saw, felt, heard, and experienced. Not just your wedding day, but what you ate for breakfast 13 years earlier. It's Ashley, Jessica, and Melissa here again. And this is the next question in our quest to explore beyond literacy. Not only is remembering everything a real thing, hyperthymesia, where you can literally remember everything, but it's also a pretty hot topic. Pharmaceutical companies are developing nootropics, cognitive-enhancing drugs. Developed mainly for Alzheimer's patients, social attitudes seem to be swinging towards the acceptance of drugs that improve memory. So what's all the excitement about? What's the value of remembering everything? Yeah, maybe it's not such a good idea. Really? I think it would be kind of cool to remember everything. I mean, you'd never have to study for a test. Okay, that's true, but I'm thinking more about the long-term effects. If you could remember everything, then the act of remembering loses its value. You never grab your friend and say, hey, do you remember that one time when, when you know they already do? There's an emotional connection and an entire bonding experience that takes place when people reminisce together. I agree with that, actually. Memory is social. I'm not sure how much of my first memory is actually my own and how much of it has been added to by talking to my friends and my family, by looking at pictures of the event, I don't think that decreases the value of my memory, though. It's still an image in my head that I think back to and have emotions connected to. It still makes me happy when I think about it, that my first memories of my sister being born, bringing licorice to my mom in the hospital, 
my grandma being there, it's nice. Maybe it's a collective memory, but it's still a memory in my head, and I like it. Whether it's been formed or altered, it's like that game of telephone, you know, where the message keeps getting twisted as it goes down the line. In fact, scientists explain that we encode our memories of events as we talk over those events with the adults in our lives. The more those adults encourage us to spin an elaborative narrative tale, the more likely we are to remember details about the event later. But, just like the game, those details may not be accurate. You have to question whether everything you remember is real, or is it influenced by your friends and family. If you could remember everything, there would be no questions, just answers. But there's a value in the experience of remembering together. Those moments you spend reminiscing with the important people in your life are just as special as the memories themselves. Yeah, you might be onto something. Remembering can be a collective experience, a bonding experience between you, your family, your friends, or even society at large, like Remembrance Day. Without forgetting, those moments would not exist, and neither would those bonding experiences. But what about the things we miss out on by forgetting? The ability to forget is essential to our happiness, to our very survival, because our brains choose what they feel needs to be edited and forgotten. I have things I actively repress, things I don't want to remember. Like? Okay, guys, they're repressed for a reason. We all have those terrible memories. It's a part of our humanity, living with others, having relationships. So if we could remember everything, are we losing a part of what makes us human? I'm still not sure. We only know what it's like to remember some things. We have no idea what it's like to remember everything. How could you even compare the two without knowing? Well, Jill Price knows. She can remember everything. And it really f***ing sucks. Okay, to put it gently, Jill Price is unhappy with her hyperthymesia. In an ABC documentary, she tells us how she can remember every part of her life since she was 14. How her memory is affecting her humanity. Jill considers her ability a curse she cannot switch off. Jill wants us to know that too much memory living in the past is paralyzing. It, it's uncontrollable. I actually think it should be like in a mental hospital because this is, makes me crazy. When Jill talks about her so-called ability, she talks about years of depression, terrible insomnia, and feeling trapped by her memories. For Jill, her ability is a curse. So, could solving the mystery of Jill Price and her memory turn us all into living libraries? Do we want to have a personal library of Congress in our heads, though? We judge people who hoard physical objects. There's TV shows about it. Things. So what is the difference about hoarding memories? How much of your humanity do you want to lose in the quest for information? Do we have to lose any? We're losing something. You know what? I get it. I do. The importance of forgetting. But I still think it would be really cool to remember everything. But forgetting is important for social reasons, and, I guess, for our own personal sanity. And forgetting is important if we are to ever move into a post-literate future. How can we move beyond literacy if we are unable to forget? If we cannot forget the pleasures of reading and writing, and the tool we use for this literacy, the alphabet, how can we move on to something new? Maybe we're too focused on remembering. We should be learning how to synthesize the onslaught of information we are continuously bombarded with. We should be looking toward the future and not focusing so much on the past. Hello? 
My first memory is flying at a fall fair when I was two. My first memory is chasing my grandmother around the house while trying to put my pants on. My first memory is of my mom bringing my sister licorice after I was born. I know, I remember, you already told me. Beyond Literacy Radio is a thought experiment conducted by a team of graduate students at the iSchool of the University of Toronto. I'm Michael Ridley, the instructor in the course. For more information and to participate in the dialogue, go to beyondliteracyradio.com and join the conversation on Twitter, at Beyond Literacy.